we'll do uh, on off topic. Hey, Brad, how are you? Uh, Andrew, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm not well, but my physical condition is not important right now. I'm. All I'm. Right. I'm well. Otherwise, I'm just having a little bit of a rough week here uh, physically. So, moving on. Yeah, as long as you're here, I'm happy. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. So we've got a guest this week, uh, returning guest. I think fourth time. He's been on a lot. The problem is, you know, he's got his hands in a lot of things, and because of that, we have to keep having him back on again. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not that we want him on. It's just he always just appears, <laughs> and there he is. I'm back. So, yeah, he's back. Uh, we're, we're kidding. Obviously, we love having you on, uh, Andy Lilienthal. Um, he, he truly does have his hands in a lot of things, uh, and one topic right now that's kind of near and dear to us, and I know a lot of our listeners are directly affected by this potentially, um, or maybe even some that have been already. Uh, he's, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty deep in the deregistration world of JDM cars and, and K vehicles. So thanks for, uh, joining us, Andy. Yeah, you're welcome. I, uh, I wish I were here not having to talk about, you know, bad things, but, uh, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is definitely something that's, that's going on in a couple of states and, uh, it's unfortunate to say the least. Yeah. We're, we're all afraid of the uh, precedent being set basically is what's kind of scaring all of us. Probably all of us kind of have that probably halo JDM car or Euro import car or something that we've always kind of wanted to import and maybe have or haven't done yet. And, seeing some states that are just like, oh, you own this and registered it and pay taxes. Uh, never mind, can't use it. Yeah. Is it's very, very concerning. It is. It is. And, and without getting ahead of ourselves here, because um, we have some time to talk about this, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not a slippery slope argument kind of guy. I'll just preface that. I'm not the guy that goes, well, yeah, but what about what happens if this happens? I, you know, I, I'm generally pretty pragmatic. I think that's the right word for this, but pretty, pretty practical when it comes to this stuff. But in this case, it's it's uh, a lot of it doesn't make any sense, and you do just have to wonder. Well, who's next? Sure, and uh, we'll we'll definitely keep it as a uh, an, a podcast about government overreach without going too far off topic. How's that? Sure. Sound? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andy, what do you own? Two JDM imports currently. Three. I've got uh, a ninety-one Mitsubishi Pajero XP, a ninety-two Mitsubishi Pajero XR2, and a ninety-four Mitsubishi Delica Space Gear Exceed trim level. Yeah. So you've got a vested interest in this. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got potentially three Japanese paperweights and or micro Airbnbs if that came to this state. So frightening thought. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it kind of started in the, it seemingly started in Maine, in the other Portland, or you're in the other Portland, in Oregon. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Exactly. Their Portland was probably before our Portland, but so be it. Um, where Delicas were being deregistered. And it was kind of interesting because it's like, how many Delicas are there in Maine? Yeah, about 12. So yeah. not not actually I, I don't know I don't know the exact amount but I understand that uh, you know it was a, a small a small number that actually got this letter but it it made big le- big uh, big impacts uh, and, and as it would because again without getting too deep into off topic the you know the big catchword here or catchphrase is you know government overreach it's it's something that 
where, you know, that's, that's a huge news story now, no matter what it is. And, you know, in, in the world of, of automobiles, it doesn't get much more overreach than saying, hey, this, like I said, this thing that I, I bought, paid legally, abided by all of the laws on the books, yeah. paid taxes and have registered and used, you're now determining that I can't for no for yeah. no good reason, I think, is, is is part of the problem. Like, there's no... Right. It's not like Delica vans were, you know, self-immolating and burning down state houses. Like, what? where was, like, the... Did you, yeah. do you know where this whole thing started? Do you do you have, have you heard any word as to why Maine started? I think it's one of the a good place to start is you know what what brought this on? What the, right. where did the regulation come from? So as as was posted to either and I don't remember if it was originally posted to delicaforum.com or the Mitsubishi Delica Owners Club on Facebook of which I administer. Um, the story goes that apparently Maine has a, a vehicle inspection uh, an annual, I think it's annual vehicle inspection. Sure, a safety inspection. Right. And so somebody brought their Delica in. And uh, apparently that uh, inspection is um, run by the main state police and uh, Bureau of Motor Vehicles and so on and so forth. But uh, apparently this gentleman brought his car in or his Delica in and uh, and somehow, I guess they didn't know what it was or there was some information that was missing. I don't know if that was the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards decal that they got hung up on or what it was. But the story goes that apparently um, the person at the inspection air, uh, station didn't know what to do. So they called a superior, which is, I believe, uh, somebody from the Maine State Police. And apparently they deemed that it didn't have a federal motor vehicle safety standards decal. And if it doesn't have a federal motor vehicle safety standard decal, I'll just call it FMVSS. Uh, then it is technically an off-road vehicle and Maine doesn't allow off-road vehicles on their, their highways. And I don't know one thing led to another. And they just said, well, any of these vehicles are apparently going to fall into this umbrella. So, I, I wasn't there for that. That's what somebody had, had posted online. Uh, so as I understand it, that's what triggered this whole thing. And then Delica owners in Maine were sent this letter from the, or, uh, from the Secretary of State Motor Bureau Vehicle uh, Division, apparently, and said that they had to have their vehicles off the road. I believe they were giving them three weeks, and then they had to send the license plates back to the, the state. Congratulations, you now have a unusable vehicle. And these were vehicles that had been legally registered. They had been imported legally under the federal 25-year rule, and they had been legally registered with the state of Maine. And then uh, one day they decided Maine decided to change its tune. There was no offer of grandfathering. There was no saying like, okay, well, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna say that as of June 1st, 2021, we're not registering these. You guys are entitled to your car because it was already registered. Uh, none of that happened. They just said, you know what? You got to get this thing off the road. You know, like I wrote for, when I wrote the article for Gear Junkie, I said, imagine waiting 25 years, a quarter of a century for something you always wanted. Right. And after years, you wait to finally pay. You, this wait finally pays off and you get the delivery of your item. You know, in this case, it's a, a car from Japan. You followed the rules. You did everything by the book. You paid the cash and you finally got the vehicle of your dreams. The title, the registration, all that stuff, and then one day the state sends you a letter that says you can't have it. 
Yeah, that yeah. just just seems like wrong. Per- personal attack almost. And it's it's not like you just bought this thing for retail. Like you had to buy it at retail in Japan and then pay to import it and pay taxes when it came in and pay right. to register it and pay road taxes and Right. You know, it just it, it's it seems it, I, I can't wrap my head around it. And I think that's why I'm having the biggest problem that I am. It yeah. doesn't, it right. doesn't refund all those taxes. Right. Yeah. Where's my, where's the refund? You know, I tend to think about things like this too. Uh, and I, I, if I'm jumping ahead, tell me to slow down, but I go, why is it that I can register an original mini Cooper or original mini and Austin mini? I can register a BMW Isetta because it was sold here. Yep. Uh, briefly, um, I I could probably push those cars. I'm like 140 pounds soaking wet. I could probably push a BMW I said over, right. you know, 770 pounds. I believe the thing weighs. So, yeah. but I I can't register. I can't register a van. Why is it okay to have a motorcycle? If we're talking safety, why is it? Why are motorcycles okay? By the way, in the state of Maine, you don't even have to wear a helmet if you're over nope. 18. Yep. And don't and have like under a certain amount of hours on your permit over a certain amount of hours on your permit or something like that. Learners, I don't remember the exact the, the exact wording, but... Whatever they allow it. Yeah. So, but hey, like, if this is all in the name of safety, what gives? And, well, you know, are, should we be pulling everything that doesn't have dual airbags and uh, doesn't have side impact airbags? So let's just get everything off the road pre-98. If it's in the name of safety, after all. Well, yeah, you know, those, those other cars were grandfathered in because they were sold here. You're... I, t- I, yeah, and I can tell you from being a man, there's a lot of cars running around that are rotted. Like you know, to you know what? They shouldn't be on the road. I'm sure you guys have seen this. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have seen it when uh, they crash tested like a modern Chevy Malibu against a I don't remember what year it was uh, like a fifty six sixty Impala sixty Impala. Yeah, you know. Uh, listen again, if we're talking safety, how can you l- allow that on the road? You know, I'll tell you what. I- I can register a Model T with wooden wheels, but I can't yeah. register a Delica. Tell me, this makes this does not make any sense at all. And to that point, those are all apples to oranges, almost vehicles. But you could go out and say your Delica is nineteen eighty nine, you know, L two hundred Delica. You can go out and purchase a nineteen eighty nine Mitsubishi van. Yeah, you can. They sold and they, them here in this country. It's the same car with the same crash structure. Yep. The only difference is it has five mile per hour bumpers, which are, have nothing to do with occupant safety. Right. So exactly. I don't even that, that that makes it even harder for me. Right. You know, and I think in '89 you can still buy a van again. Yeah. Like I, it's it's it, we, we, again. Yeah, I get I get the discussion of the Impala, the Model A, the motorcycle. But even, let's just talk about, you know, apples to apples. You have the only difference between that Japanese van and the American van is, again, that five mile an hour bumper. And this particular Japanese van happens to have four wheel drive instead of being two wheel drive, which theoretically probably makes it safer in an impact head on anyway, because you're higher in the air. So I, I I just I don't understand it. And I'm pretty I'd be, I'd be pretty hard pressed, I think, to find a existent FMVSS sticker on even an American market sold 89 Mitsubishi van, you know, and the whole deal is the whole case. And and this, it is apparently the whole case, like no FMVSS sticker, no registration. So, uh, and you know, people say they use this example of the 89 Mitsubishi van or wagon and they say it's literally the same car. 
And it literally is the same car minus the five mile an hour bumpers and the fact that you're sitting on the left side of the car. But the actual difference is one was run through the federal battery of, of crash testing and emissions standards and one wasn't. Right. That's that's it. That's it. By the way, like I can go buy an Isuzu NPR commercial van or commercial truck with yeah, the in 2021. Design. Yeah. And they, you know, fine. You know, but, you know, so it's 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 all about the it's all about the standardization so i don't know by the way um fully i don't fully know why this really did you know really really start one of the questions i asked the secretary of state's assistant uh was are you are you working with an insurance lobby or some sort of uh safety lobby about does that have something to do with this and she did say that they do work with the uh, AAMVA. Uh, and if you're not uh, familiar with that, that's the American... Um, I'm, I'm, hold on, let me... Uh, I may have gotten that wrong. I think but, I have uh, it right here. Yeah, it's the American Asso- AAMVA, American Association of Motor Vehicle Administrators. Administrators, yep. excuse me. And this is a this is a uh, an organization that I have run into previously when asking the uh, Oregon uh, DMV uh, uh, media representative about why Oregon doesn't allow the registration of K-trucks, whereas the state north of us, Washington, does allow them. And uh, they, much like the state of Maine has, uh, they had pointed out uh, that the AAMVA suggests not allowing them for road use because of safety and emissions. And that language keeps coming up. So it came up a couple of years ago when I would talk to the state of Oregon a few years ago now, uh, and it came up in Maine and it's come up in Rhode Island as well. And so, uh, this is a, a group that, uh, you know, consults with, uh, apparently, um, provides best practices about safety to, uh, to states and organizations and so on and so forth. And one of the things that they don't, uh, that they lobby against is the use of K cars on public roads. So uh, I, I'm not, I've not spoken with them. I, I am not intimately familiar uh, with their organization other than what their mission statement is and some of their uh, best practices on K, K trucks and right-hand drives. Uh, there was a study that also came out of, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it came out of Canada. I think it did. That was talking about how, da- how dangerous la- right-hand drive vehicles are. I hope somebody's told the post office that, but anyway. Yeah, I've, I've heard there's a few possibly provinces in, in Canada that no longer allow new registrations of, I think, or maybe it's cities, not provinces. Yeah, but Quebec, definitely... yeah Quebec has some has some laws uh, regarding this, uh, but the I believe, you know, Canada has a 15-year import rule, sure. uh, and I believe that, uh, I believe in, in Quebec, it, they only allow 25-year and, and older. Okay, if I so they still allow the older ones. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the case. Um, I'm they're, not 100 percent sure. They're very common in Canada. I, I can see it being um, brought a little more to the public eye in Canada. I mean, I I don't know how much time you spend in Canada, but the time that I've been in Canada, mm-hmm. I've almost always seen a few JDM vehicles. Absolutely, uh, just because again, the 15 year rule mm-hmm. makes them nicer when they come up for sale. Still, sometimes, yeah. and uh, a little more relevant to the to life. So, yes, relevant there to are. Life. A- scads of delicas up in british columbia uh oh, and then sure. you, if you go over to vancouver island 
I mean, there you would think that they were sold there. I mean, it's amazing how many of them there are up there. Um, well, I mean, they have I, dealers specifically for them, so oh, yeah. pretty much they are. I uh, I'm a big fan of Coombs Country Auto, which is a uh, uh, an importer and parts shop up in on Vancouver Island, then north of Vancouver, but sorry, north of Victoria, but they're on Vancouver Island, and uh, you know I deal with them. A lot. I know that there's a, a host of other companies that specialize in the in the JDM stuff, and uh, yep. uh, yeah, they're they're quite prevalent up there. But yeah, um, so and, and it was disheartening to see that Maine is is uh, excuse me, Rhode Island has followed Maine's footsteps on 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 this with regards to K trucks, so K vehicles, I should say. So, I mean, we could even talk about why the 25 year rule even exists because yeah. it was from. Uh, I believe it was because people were trying to import gray market European cars. Yes, so it was a Mercedes Benz lobby. Right. Um, it was it was cheaper, and you could buy a less content or a more decontented Mercedes from Germany, and get it here. Then you then you, sorry, it was cheaper to buy a German market Benz in Germany and ship it here than it was to buy an American market Benz here. So germ, so they lobbied to make it illegal to sell gray market vehicles here, because you know unofficial importers were just doing that and yep. cutting Mercedes out of their own business. So here was Mercedes, you know, doing all their testing and crash testing and, and emissions testing on cars to sell here, and people were saying, "Well, that's cool, but I'd rather have the better one from Europe that costs less." So I mean, yeah. it, it 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 makes sense on a brand new brand new car standard. Absolutely, you know, I, I almost don't even begrudge Mercedes for doing it. Um, it just it, it's it makes sense. <laughs> sure. So it it doesn't make sense to not allow something that fit the criteria before. And one of the arguments I've heard about K trucks and K cars, and not so much Delicas, is that, uh, or yeah, probably even Delicas, I should say, um, is that all these vehicles were designed for use in a third world country. Well, I'd like them to go to Japan and tell me it's a third world country. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like Japan is just putting things in the road that don't have emissions and don't have some sort of crash test. I mean, I'm, I'm sure your chances of survival in a K truck impact are significantly less than they are in another vehicle, but they're not just tin cans. They're, there's there's engineering behind them. They're they're designed to meet Japan standards. They're not right. They're not that. They're not horrible horrible vehicles. You know, well, and, and just tell me this though, like I, I agree with a hundred percent of your points. If we're talking safety, why is it that a motorcycle is allowed on the road and uh, and these vehicles aren't? I'll tell you what, I would much rather be in a crash in a in a Suzuki Carry than a Suzuki motorcycle. Yeah, no question. So what? Why? I'd love I'd love to know why motorcycles are legal and K trucks aren't. I don't want to go down a dangerous road here where they're like, you're right. Those are all dangerous. Nothing. <laughs> Everything off yeah, the road. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I have heard, you know what? And and to this point, I've had a number of people tell me, you know, basically to shut up because now they're going to come after all these other vehicles and so on and so forth. I, I First of all, the, the the people at the at the at the DMVs or BMVs or whatever they're going to call, you know, these, these people, they know these other vehicles exist. You know, I'm not telling them something that they don't know, first of all. Uh, but, uh, it's not about that. It's about getting the word out about this. This is a deal. You don't just not talk about something that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not unleashing any secrets here. These vehicles are here. They've been legally imported and legally registered. 
you know, it's not like there's some cache of unknown vehicles that are riding around it. Oh God, don't say that. Don't tell people they're here. They know yeah. they're here. And they, the, the, the BMV and, or the, excuse me, the, uh, uh, the representative I was talking to from Maine, uh, you know, when I asked, well, are, are all other vehicle, right-hand drive, your imported vehicles without FMVSS stickers going to be given these letters? And they said, well, if we find illegally registered vehicles, yes. No, really? So like all the rovers that have been imported yeah. from the UK and the Northeast? Well, we know we know the editor, the editor of Rovers magazine. You know, uh, I don't think they're coming after Rovers. I don't think they're coming after anything other than Delicas, and apparently there was some rumor about H one Hummer, ex military Hummers. So, yeah, well, there's there's definitely some questionable legality on those because uh, they weren't given VIN numbers intended to be made for the road. Mm-hmm. So there's that's I think that would be a whole another subject to go down because I think that law is different. Right. Um, Cause that vehicle was designed to be not for sure. Use. So to that point, I've, I have talked with um, uh, somebody at Mitsubishi Motors USA, Mitsubishi Motors North America. And they reached out saying that they were following what I was doing and they were uh, hoping to be able to reach out to, to Japan and get some sort of documentation that says, yes, these were made for road use. But I, I don't think it would matter, even if they were able to do that. Um, uh, and I appreciate Mitsubishi Motors North America for for paying attention to this uh, and for for going that extra mile and, and so on and so forth. But I don't I don't think it, unless they can produce FMVSS stickers for them, I think that Maine's just going to do what Maine's going to do. And and people go, well, this doesn't make sense. The federal law, state federal rule states you can import these things, and that's absolutely true. You can import them, and it makes no guarantees of being able to register them because that's a state's rights issue. Yeah. And if Maine decided they wanted to ban blue cars. They probably could ban blue cars. It's probably up to them. That doesn't mean they're not going to get challenged by it. But you know, somebody's got to lawyer up and decide that this is a, some sort of violation, and you know, you're fighting the state on on uh, on rules. And uh, you know, I, I'm not saying the states have unlimited funds to fight stuff, stuff like this, but I guarantee they have more funds to fight it than I do. By yeah. the way, I don't even live there, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the big the big things. And again. That's the off-topic part we don't want to get into. We don't want to get into a whole conversation about states' rights and everything. Yes. But at the end of the day, that's that is what it is. It is state right. rights. You're putting your you're putting that state's license plate on your vehicle to drive on their roads. We don't exactly. have a we don't have a federal USA license plate. Although it sounds like that might be the solution to this whole problem, but we don't <laughs> we don't have that, so we cannot we cannot use that as an argument. Um, but I, I think you're right. It needs to be somebody, you know. Um, uh, we we Andrew and I were guests on the Revival Motoring podcast, and and Chuck from that podcast has a vested interest in this because he's in Rhode Island and owns K vehicles and Japanese imported vehicles, quite a few actually. Um, and he's you know got a lawyer and taking it to Rhode Island and saying, "Hey, here's a note from my lawyer. Let's figure you want you want to take my plates away? Great, I'll see you in court." And yep. that seems to be what's going to need to happen. Unfortunately, in each individual state, it's super encouraging to hear that Mitsubishi is listening because at the end of the day, they have no horse in this race at all. They didn't, they didn't sell these cars in this country. They don't care. Right. These are 25 year old plus vehicles. They're not buying parts from Mitsubishi anymore. These don't help Mitsubishi, but if they got involved and helped fight it, that would help them tremendously. I guarantee you somebody with a $25,000 Delica, if Mitsubishi came to their assistance with some, you know, help in fighting, keeping their car on the road, 
would probably consider buying a new Mitsubishi next time they went to buy a car. So, hey, maybe it's worth it for them to get involved in this. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my other point is that these aren't daily drivers for people. Right. Like you don't daily drive a K truck. It's just not. As a general rule. Somebody does. Yeah. Maybe. But they're <laughs> kind of expensive, kind of difficult to import, kind of specialized. So like you're kind of buying it for enthusiasts and they aren't really, you know, for the three of us, <clears throat> it seems like we see a lot of JDM importers all the time, right? Because we're in that world. But really, sure. what is the percentage of JDM cars that are being imported? It's going to be so minuscule. Oh, I, I, I'm sure, you know, the way I look at it, as somebody who works in the automotive, automotive aftermarket, we, we always tend to think that, oh, well, you know, there's this large percentage of people that are into these certain <laughs> automotive no. fetishes. And it's just infinitesimally small. Yeah. And I, I, I can't imagine... Uh, in one of the articles I wrote, I, I wrote like it's probably like a grain of sand in the desert in terms of the amount of it is a drop of, of water in the ocean that, you know, how. Listen, I'm really glad to hear that up in Maine, they've solved all of their problems and this is important to them. Right. You know, murders, murder is gone. Poverty is gone. There's definitely no opiate problem in Maine anymore. Okay, no. good to know. Good to definitely know. Definitely not. I, I don't but, know if you've been there recently, but it's definitely not visible on every highway street corner. Yeah. And so, you know, the idea that they've decided of all things to take up, that this is going to be a, a thing? Like, for real? Yeah, it seems like an incredible waste of money. And that's why I think it, it's just going to take that one particular owner with the funds to have a lawyer. And, you know, any good lawyer is going to look at this case and say, all right, this is unconstitutional or whatever for X, Y, Z reasons. Right. Take it to court, fight it till it wins, and then guess what? The state's going to have to pay his bill because yeah. he's going to wind up winning in the end. So unfortunately, it's going to take somebody who has a delicavan and has the time or the lawyer in order to fight it to make it go away. So right. you know, I, I, I don't have the time or the lawyer or the residency to worry about it that much, but I, I'm always shopping on the Japanese you know, auction sites and I'm always looking for cars and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie that this is now in the back of my brain that, Hey, if I go ahead and buy this car and, you know, sure. There's some car collectors where a $20,000 Delica is like, you know, a pocket change. But to me, 20 grand is more than I ever paid for a car. That wasn't a new car. So right. if I'm going to, if I'm going to do that, it becomes, it, it becomes a serious investment. And if the state all of a sudden some one day has the ability to say again, I live in Arizona, so I'll probably yeah. drive it until you'll the end of time. be fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything is legal there. To I might have to move there and drive on the road. You you can you can drive everything from golf carts to side by sides to anything on the road here. Is there yeah. like a version of the Jimny? Oh, you can buy those here. Yeah, not the Jimny, the um the Rocksore, the yeah. Mahindra Rocksore. Yeah. yeah, those are street legal here. See one yeah. every now and again. Yeah, because uh, it's anyway. considered a UTV. Yeah. Right. So anyway, re- regardless, I, I, I technically probably won't have that problem, but I'm, I'm worried about it because living in Massachusetts, the state adjacent yes. in between R- Maine and Rhode Island, if Massachusetts suddenly like, well, I guess we shouldn't do it either. I don't think New Hampshire would. Right. It's, and it's potentially Vermont might, but Vermont is really weird. I know a lot of people that you can just mail your registration into vermont and they'll just register your car without living there it's very strange but no well so everybody online keeps doing saying two things the first one is we'll just register it in vermont 
Okay. Well, here's the here's the thing, and and I know you guys are both you know originally from the Northeast. They should move to Vermont. It's better than Maine. <laughs> well, and here's the deal. Yeah, I could I could get plates for Vermont here in Oregon, but you know what? Oregon's not going to like it so much. Nope. If I get pulled over, and I have a Oregon driver's license, and I have Vermont plates, they're going to have some questions. And if I don't own property in Vermont with a place I can actually register that vehicle, they're hefty fines. Yeah. You know? It's, and so it's technically tax evasion at that point. Uh, you know, so yeah, just I'll... this, oh, just do it in Vermont. Like, yeah. Like, no, it's not that easy. You know, the other one everybody keeps bringing up is the Montana LLC thing. Yeah, just start yeah. a business and just start a business in Montana and you can register it there. Okay. Listen, I got a $12,000 van. I'm going to start a business in Montana just to have a $12,000 van. Like, I'm not going to do that. Maybe I would. Right, yeah, so it, if it came down to it. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, though, that the, you know those states are willing to take your money and not care about your what car you're registering. Meanwhile, these other states, it's the other thing. It's revenue generation for a state. Yeah. Like, what do you care what you're registering? As long as it's not like something ridiculous. Like, it's mm-hmm. a, that's like why a you have inspection. Thing. Yeah, that's why you have the inspections so that you make sure the cars are actually safe. Uh, you have some states that don't have any inspections. It's like <clears> Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon doesn't have the ironic thing is, is Oregon parts of Oregon, like here in Portland, we have emissions testing through the Department of Environmental Quality or DEQ, but we don't have a visual inspection. They're not checking to make sure my wipers are okay and my turn signals work. They're sticking a sniffer up my tailpipe. Sorry, that sounds terrible. Uh, but um, and they're checking to make sure that my ancient soot laden diesel JDM van isn't belching too much smoke. If my vans can pass this, if my van and my Pajeros can pass this, I don't know how anything can fail it. And so, uh, but we well, we don't have a visual inspection. They're not checking for an FMVSS sticker. They're not checking for that stuff. So yeah, it's weird it that they state. would even look for it. Like, uh, like Mass doesn't look for it, but they'll check to make sure you have like all your seatbelts. Right. Um, they'll incorrectly check uh, your ball joints if you own a Montero. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or anything that has an older style front yeah. suspension. I had to go to a different failed. Yeah, I had to go to a different inspection station that deals with older stuff, and they understood how to inspect it. Interesting. Yeah, and and we have similar thing to you here, uh, Andy, in Phoenix. We have, well, in Arizona, I should say, um, it goes emissions by county. So some counties with less populous don't have emissions in counties like where I live, you know, in in the city of Phoenix, we do have emissions every two years on any car that's not registered with a specialty insurance policy. So if I have specialty insurance, like, you know, I have Haggerty on my, my old stuff, that stuff does not need to go through emissions because it's known to the state that it's a secondary vehicle, not used all the time. And it's fine. Now, the other funny thing about emissions here is that I drive a diesel every day. So I have that diesel jet station wagon. And when I roll it in, um, they don't even look at your tires. You can roll in with cords and they'll still check your emissions. Um, but because it's a diesel, they do a visual, a visual inspection only. And they look at the car. They make sure it's not belching black smoke. It doesn't sound like it's modified and it doesn't have a check engine light on. And if you have those three things going for you, you don't even get the sniffer test. Wow. They roll you up because according to them, the diesels all burn so dirty 
that they clog up the sniffer test and they have to restart the machine every time they run a diesel. Yeah. So it takes too much time out of their product, product, productivity for the day. The only car I've ever failed emissions in was a 95 Suzuki Sidekick, and that was because the vacuum line on the EGR had fallen off. Yeah. And so um, otherwise, like, I've had four JDM turbo diesels. Everyone has passed emissions every single time, and I've never had any, any issues yeah. with it. You know why? Because they were sold in Japan, where they care about emissions as well. Yeah. Such a straw argument. I don't yeah, know. then we, we don't even have emissions here after 15 years in Massachusetts. Yeah, right. and Oregon so. will never. I think Oregon will die on the hill with the emissions thing, um, just because they have this perception of being so environmentally friendly. Well, and, and all part that stuff. of it here is that your car just disintegrates. Yeah, mostly. So people just end up driving a new car. Mm-hmm. So the majority of people just have new cars. So they have new emissions equipment. So it's sure. became pointless after a while. They just decided to not test after fifteen years because the the amount of cars that are a year, well. Would be 2005 now, 2006. Yeah, left on the road are just so low. Right. However, matter. however, they are pretty strict in mass. If you do fail emissions, um, in your 15 year window, and they find out because you've modified the car, they'll pretty much flag that car to never be legal again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah well, it's I, really it's really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that is that is bizarre, and and I I would like to know. It would make an interesting article. I think I'm creating a make work program for myself here but uh, it would be really interesting to know both federally and at the state level how many vehicles what percentage of all the vehicles that are run through emissions testing are actually failing in the year 2021 10 percent three percent half a percent yeah, you know is i mean it, is and, it even and worth what, our effort anymore right well, and no, it's a revenue generator no, yeah there's no sniffer tests here anymore either it's all plug-in OBD two. What if you and if you don't have an OBD two? If you have an OBD one or you have a your car's too old, you're already exempt. It's Fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, see, the they, rule, so and here in Oregon, they still do the sniff. If you've got a vehicle built after 1975, then you have to get emissions tested in in oh. Portland and other areas. So my other proposition would be: why not give these JDM owners uh, limited use um, tags? So, like, basically, Massachusetts, you can get an uh, antique plate. Mm-hmm. It's technically limited use. I think, uh, Brad, what is it, like so many days a week or something? Or um, I don't want to be incorrect. I know there's differences now between the antique plate and collector car insurance. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think it's still technically supposed to be an antique plate. is not to be used to commute to and from employment. It's not to be used outside, like driving to a show or a weekend, like pleasure drive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I I don't want to be wrong on that. I, th- I know I that that's, 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 that's essentially is. what essentially what it is. And basically, it's just a uh, it. So it it's less expensive because they assume you're driving less, and then it would also be a signal. The insurance I mean, is less expensive, but yeah. the plate the plate is more expensive in mass. Okay, or plate. but it, so yeah, so it's a little more expensive. It's limited use, but it would allow you to use the vehicle. And then basically by having it antique, it says it says antique on the plate. It becomes a, uh, it's like a flag. It would be, you know, it's like a flag to law enforcement. enforcement. If if you drive by the same cop every day with that antique plate, he's going to go like, come on, pal. Well, and I know a story of somebody who did that and he drove his, you know, flashy yellow 73 Corvette every day 
And yeah. he passed the same cop and eventually the cop pulled him over and he's like, oh, I was just driving. I work at a shop, but I was just driving to, you know, work on it today. And he's like, you've been driving it past me every day for the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, OK. You know, I think I think my father told me a story. Somebody he knew or something. Somebody told me a story once. But but yeah. And, and these these vehicles by law are already antiques. They're all 25 years old. So exactly. Off. So you might as well just, hey, listen, you want to import a JDM vehicle. That's great. Here's the rule. It has to be registered as an antique. And it's limited use. And it's limited to its it's 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 limited scope to being used as a pleasure vehicle. You cannot. Yeah, (laughs) you cannot. So one of the rules that a lot of states have is you cannot register a vehicle as an antique or use antique car insurance if you don't also have another vehicle registered with standard plates and standard insurance. Again, another good way to solve it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have Haggerty collector car insurance unless you have a normal car registered on a different insurance policy. Yep. So, so it's it's a it, listen. We're solving all the problems right here, guys. Like, I mean, it's put very us, simple. Put us not, in charge. There isn't that many of these vehicles on Andy, the road. Andy, Andrew, and Brad for Maine State Legislator twenty twenty four. You can't tell me emissions are a problem because there there just simply isn't enough of them, and they're not yep. being imported in hundreds of thousands. Like, it's just it's like a silly overreaction. It's very annoying. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. all it is, is a simple overreaction. Somebody got a wild hair across their ass for for whatever reason. You know, and I, and I had other theories in the beginning when they started talking about de- deregistering K vehicles and K trucks. I was like, maybe there's some lobby that has something to do with side-by-side manufacturers. And it's like, nobody's going to buy our $25,000 side-by-side if they can buy a $5,000 95 Honda Acti. You know, I have but... heard this before. I may have said it. <laughs> Oh, I, I've no, I've heard it. I've heard it somewhere else uh, in doing this, in doing research on this stuff that, that there is some sort of side by side lobby. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't looked into it a whole lot at all, but I have heard about this. So, but the irony there is you can't drive a side by side in the street anyway. So right. I guess, you know what? I shouldn't say that because that probably can in certain parts of New Hampshire. That, that probably makes the argument for for banning them because you can drive the we, we were trying to make the K trucks legal and not the side by side. So maybe it's a, maybe it's the issue there. But well, somebody had said that you can you can register golf carts in Maine. And maybe yeah, it's probably. a low speed vehicle thing. I don't know. But you, you, you have can get low speed tags in mass. You can register a golf cart in Maine for off-road use though just like an atv oh, okay so i don't i don't think they're legal for road use you gotta come you gotta come to good old arizona to drive your drive your golf cart yeah. on the interstate <laughs> totally legal here but not there <laughs> yeah i heard that in in maine actually you, you can register a, a a delica but only in months starting with r yeah exactly it's a little sad humor for all of you anyways it's it's, it's sad humor yes sad <laughs> sad in many ways andy i know i know all right. So, have you, either you uh, and your Brad, have you heard of this happening anywhere else? I haven't really. I feel like I heard Pennsylvania, but I'm not sure because there's a lot of um, misinformation. I think floating around out there. Yeah, I've been contacted by somebody that had some issue with regist- attempting to register a K truck in New York, but the the whole deal is, at least for me, being the you know, automotive cult follower that I am, uh, I I guess I just figure that K cars and trucks, I know it's a state by state thing. It's been that way for years. And 
a lot of these states have never allowed it. And people go, they try to register their vehicle, their 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 um, uh, Mitsubishi Minica or, or whatever it happens to be. And, you know, whoever's at, whoever's working the DMV counter goes, mm, okay, fine. And they issue them their, their registration and all that stuff. And then six months later, the state goes, no, 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 we're pulling the registration on this. You weren't supposed to have it in the first place. And then they get upset. And I understand that that's, that's upsetting. I think that they, they should be legal regardless. But, okay, like you just tried to pull a fast one in the state and you got caught. Sure. Uh, and so I've heard of cases of that in New York. I did hear of a Delica owner in, in Rhode Island that was told that they couldn't register the vehicle, but then because they thought it was a, a K van, but they they got in contact with them and they went, oh, yeah, our mistake. Carry on with your life. Yeah, uh, it's a full-size van, sir. Let me go. Right, exactly. So I, I've heard, like I said, I've, I've heard of the, a couple of issues in New York, but again, I, I don't know if that was just somebody that thought they could register it and they couldn't, but... Maine and Rhode Island are the ones I've heard of. Yeah, I've, I've heard rumors and grumblings of other states too, but I think one of the funny things is uh, I know for a fact a lot of these states, I've seen them in Pennsylvania and New York, that a lot of the park vehicles uh, are K vehicles. So I'd like to see them try in those states and uh, have to deregister their own park ranger mobiles because they drive them around and they're, they are imported K trucks, so... Yeah, that would, be, that would be interesting. Yeah, but we I had all for, kinds of like, Niagara Falls uses nothing but Mitsubishi vans mm-hmm. for their park yeah. rangers. So interesting, and they drive them on the road. Oh, 100 percent. They're plated and all. Yeah, so New York probably shouldn't try to pull anything with that uh, little tidbit of information floating out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess we got to deregister ourselves. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's dumb, it's annoying, and it's really been ticking me off lately. And uh, I'm glad that there are people like you and uh, our friend Chuck that are taking the reins and and doing something with this because yeah. you, you can't just let it go. No, you know, you're, you it's, really it's something can't. that something that maybe like you know the SEMA action committee needs to get involved in too because you know, it directly affects their. Yeah, I've. Uh, they were my first call. Yeah. To be honest, they were my first. They were my first email. SEMA Action Network uh, this summer when I started hearing about all this going down and I've been in contact with them and with and so on and so forth. Uh, my contact there had said, you know, this may be more of a lobbying issue than it is a, a lawyer issue. Right. There may need to be lobbying issue. I don't know if SEMA, if, if uh, SAN, SEMA Action Network has done anything about this. Um, they had wanted to know if these vehicles were brought in through registered importers Um and uh, that I don't know. I don't think so. But there's very, very, very few registered importers that are that bring vehicles up to standards and so on and so forth in this country. Um, oh, so, sure. as far as like making them to the standards of a 1989 vehicle. I, I me, think I, that's yeah. And I'm if, not if super well versed on that. If they were, they'd be issued that tag. They'd be issued right. an FMVSS tag. Right. That was the whole uh, thing a few years ago with the you know R34 Skyline GTO Rex. Yeah, the whole motor. Yeah, motor X. Yeah, I remember that. I or remember even, that. or even a lot of the guys that have the, you know, the imported illegally imported Range Rovers have a lot of the same conversations. And it's yeah, like there was a way around it. There's a way to do it. It was very expensive. You know, nobody's nobody's federalizing their five thousand dollar K truck. That's why right. they're waiting until they're twenty five yeah. years old. Well, and that's I think why that nine five nines are road legal because Bill Gates wanted one. Yeah, right. millionaires. Right, exactly. And I think that I think that. 
I know this is probably shocking to most people listening, but I'm, I don't think most Delica owners have a, a, the money to hire a lawyer to fight the state of, of Maine. Um, I think that, however, if the state of Maine decides to go after somebody who has imported a vintage Austin Martin or perhaps some other high, high dollar exotic car that was brought in under the 25-year rule, uh, somebody with enough money and enough passion to actually fight the state, that might be, that might be something else. Uh, right. But at this point, I, I just don't I don't see anybody ponying up the cash in Maine. Well, to, we to also have this. the whole you're right. There's probably not one delicate owner in Maine that has enough money to take on the state. But all of the delicate owners in Maine could get together and do something, because even if you're talking 10 or 12 people, that's 10 or 12 people that have spent, again, 15 to 20 thousand dollars on a vehicle just to be told they could no longer have it. And, right. you know, to, to their at, at the bare minimum, they have a you know, diminishment of value claim with the state because, hey, I spent 20 grand on this. I paid taxes to you for 20 grand, put it in the road, registered it, enjoyed it, used it. Now you're telling me it's illegal. Now I cannot sell it because nobody will buy it. What are you going to do for me? Yeah. All these people that have decided to sell their Delicas, yeah, obviously they've had to do it out of, they had to do it to out of state buyers. They, you know, they can't yep. sell it to, unless somebody's going to use it around their, their property you know, their farm or whatever, but, uh, which Maine uh, is a big state. It's hard to get out of state sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if you live up in the Northeast corner of Maine, you're not getting you have internet yet. So it's hard to sell it. <laughs> well, you probably haven't received your deregistration letter yet either. So it's fine. But <laughs> oh, I mean, boy. part of my, my conspiracy brain is that it's easy to pick these cars out because they have funny, strange names when you see them come up versus like, an old Aston Martin or an old Land Rover, something that you recognize. Right. Um, well, and that just goes to the whole, uh, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm struggling to find the right word for it, but it's almost like the stereotyping of car people. Like the guy who imported a Delica is a dummy. The guy who imported an Aston Martin, no, he's a classy car collector. Right. You know, and that's just, that's just the way it's always been. That's, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, you know, why why would you bother with an old Japanese car when you could buy an old Camaro? Well, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, um, the New York Times actually just did kind of an interesting article I saw. Uh, and it was about the guy, this guy who wanted, um, he, he like always wanted an 86 MR2. You know, I'm going to guess this guy is probably within our demographic. Sure. And, you know, this is the car he always wanted. You know, and he went through this exhaustive search to find it and so on and so forth. Right. And it's very likely that there are some people who just don't understand that. But the, the, the bottom line is this cars from the 80s and 90s are becoming hot collector cars. It's sure. just like it's just like the muscle car era for the baby boomer generation. These were the cars that they grew up with. And now they're finally able to afford that. 3000 GT VR4 they've always wanted or the you know twin turbo 300 ZX or in my case the Mitsubishi Montero or Pajero that you know you remember seeing and thought they were so cool or the Mitsubishi RVR super sports gear that I still want but anyway um you know this is this is just a it's a shift cars yep. are becoming more collectible from from later generations it's because the other generations are are simply going away this is why fifty-seven Chevys aren't as worth as what they worth what as much as they thought. Oh, they 57s were fifty-sevens are. It's the fifty-threes through four and fours. Oh, okay, yeah. perfect, perfect <laughs> example. Right, right, yeah, right. No, you're one hundred percent correct. And Andrew, I talk talk about that all the time. There's 
it just didn't anything. Nostalgia runs on a 30 year cycle and 30 years ago was 1990 something. So that's just where we're at. And what? it just happened to hit with that 25 year rule. Like there's like a perfect storm here of, of yeah. things lining up. Yep, to, and, uh, and people that have that 30 year nostalgia cycle right now grew up playing Gran Turismo. We want the cars we couldn't, we want the cars we raced in the game. And that's where it's coming down to. Sure, that's not the Delica in particular, but no, that's just the general, no. the general state, <laughs> the general statement of things. That's why if, if it wasn't for the Gran Turismo generation, there wouldn't be, you know, 10,000 importers importing cars into the States and right. you wouldn't even see Delicas and they wouldn't even be on the radar either. They're just a part of the, the whole thing. Like, People weren't importing Japanese cars that were 25 years old in 1995. They weren't doing it in 2005. Hell, no. they were barely doing it in 2015. It's only in the past five years that's gotten really big. And I know. It's just, it was it was really hard if you wanted to get a 70s JDM car. Yeah. Even just 15 years ago. Yeah. If it was easier, I would have bought them years ago. You know, I'd have a garage full of dumb Mitsubishis. Yeah. I'm working so on it. I already do. Yeah, the uh, I remember when I lived in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, there was this German guy and he had a polo, a VW polo and it from the 80s. And I always remember, like, how the heck did he get that over here? But I also wasn't familiar with the 25 year rule. So uh, back then, I just I didn't understand it. But uh, but I was I always remember thinking, man, that's so cool to see that, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a shame, you know, Um but it just depends on where you live, I suppose. So have you seen any solutions at all coming up anywhere? I haven't. Um, I have, uh, you know, I, I keep kind of updating this thread on Delica form. And uh, at this point, it's sort of like, I feel like a, a bit like, sort of like when I post on Twitter, which I feel like I'm yelling in, as loud as I can in an auditorium and there's nobody here to hear me. Well, yelling and, into the uh, void is cathartic, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm shaking fists at clouds as well, uh, and so um, uh, I nobody has responded to me. So I, I I I'm gonna guess that this ship has sailed for a lot of the a lot of if not of all of the the Delica owners in Maine. They've sort of like okay, you know, this is they the screwed, way it's they gonna... screwed the pooch by just accepting it. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I know one guy. One guy filed for a freedom of. Uh, it's not freedom. Uh, freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Freedom Information Act. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's Boy a main. Request? It's a similar to that, but it's a main thing. Freedom of Access oh. Act, I think it is, and uh, he put out all the all of the documents of which I'm mentioned in there a number of times, and then oh. uh, you know, whatever. It's just mostly my correspondence with the uh, most. It's just my correspondence with the uh, representative of secretary of state, but there are other, uh, auto blog was there, the person from auto blog who wrote their story was in there. Uh, there was an importer in Maine who said, this is going to hurt my business and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more. There was even, um, a person there who, you know, once, once they, it was, they were contacted by a lawyer and you know, they, this, this, Report is all out there, you know, public record. And the woman working for the Bureau of Motor Vehicles says, oh, great. Now lawyers. And uh, I, yeah. I, I was just like, yeah, lawyers, because this is bull. So um, taking somebody's things away. <laughs> yeah, right. Taking somebody's things away that were totally legal. A, sim- you know? a, a, a simple brain in me says hey, that's that's theft. Yeah. So yeah. so um, 
So, but I haven't heard of anything coming out of it. I, I don't know what ever happened with the lawyer in that case. Um, you know, maybe they, maybe the original idea was, hey, we've hired the lawyer. Maybe some, maybe they'll, maybe they'll just roll over. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, okay, I see those, but apparently that's not what happened. So that would have been nice. It would have been nice. That would have been nice. Any other information that uh, you want to share before we move on? Because this is uh, all very great, important, interesting stuff. But I don't have. I, again, I I I feel almost. Uh, I feel like I should be doing more, but I live so far away from it. Like, right. Me too. It it's not. It's it's not of a concern, even though it is a concern, because right. it's concerning to me for my friends in the area, but it's also concerning to me, like I said, like I I know I live in a place where it likely wouldn't happen, but I I would have thought Maine was one of those places too, you know? Right. So yeah. I think my only my only thing is is you know, if 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 you live somewhere where this is happening, you know, write your write your representatives, write the letters, make the calls. All that stuff. If this is affecting you, don't just roll over and let let them do it, you know. Um, and I'm not. This is this isn't to me a political thing. This is a uh, this is a, something that is uh, about doing what's right. And um, you know, I have I've had people say, well, you you know, obviously you're not concerned about the environment or or the you know crash safety standards. We don't know how these vehicles perform under emissions or you know or say or. or uh, under emissions tests or under crash crash safety ratings, so they don't sound very very safe. And my reply to that is always like, "Well, what do you think about motorcycles?" Yeah, I, I think or, it, yeah. also nobody's asking you to drive them, right? Well, I, I, I think another another relevant argument there, instead of just saying "What about motorcycles?" would be, "Okay, run an emissions test." Yeah, I've passed my emissions get me, testing. Get me the standards for a 1989 car. Mm-hmm. With a diesel engine, and let's run the emissions test. Let's see what happens. Yeah, if I don't I, know if I, Maine. I don't know if Maine has emissions testing, or if I it's just I visual. Bet they don't. Which makes but, the whole thing even worse. <laughs> right, I can, but I can tell you, and I can show you years worth of emissions tests that I've gone through with all three of my diesel-powered JDM vehicles, and I've never failed once. So go ahead, let them run the test. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Run the test. And as far as yeah. the safety goes, that's a, uh, again, I'm not trying to go all political here, but that's my choice. Yeah. Leave me alone. That's yeah. All I'll tell you what. Is. Yeah. If yeah. I can, yeah. if I can ride a motorcycle, if I can ride a motorcycle without a helmet in your state, why can't I drive a van that has an entire steel cage around me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're so concerned about safety for yourself, don't buy drive it. a brand new crossover. I, this is, yep. <laughs> yeah. Drive your drive. Keep driving your Subaru back in the state. Yeah. Of Maine. If, if your fine. main, if your main issue is safety and how much safer a new vehicle is, then you better buy a new car every year. I'm sorry. Did you say main issue? I did. <laughs> pun, <laughs> sorry. Pun definitely not intended. Cause I didn't oh. even pick up on what you were saying, but Hey, That's okay. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Back to the main topic um, of Maine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if, if your main concern is, Damn it! That was to- I can't- if your top concern is the safety of the vehicle, and you're going to say that, well, it's because, because it's old, it's not safe because it wasn't whatever. That's fine. You're going to buy a new car every year because guess what? It gets better every year, right? 
Where do we draw the line? At what point is safe enough safe enough? Yep. Nobody goes out. Nobody stays home. Forever. Self-driving Google cars. Yeah, I I make mine an iPad with wheels. That's all I want. Let me just drive an iPad around. Give me an egg car. Uh, And, you know, in my experience, when you're driving an old car, you're more alert and on defense mode anyways. Sure. I 100% am. 100%. Uh, On a completely unrelated, related note, if anybody in Maine is looking to get rid of a Delica real cheap, call me. (laughs) Well, I don't know, Brad. With all those... uh, (laughs) Online auctions. <laughs> they probably will make out all right, unfortunately. Oh, um, they'll, they'll lose their vehicle, but they'll probably make out all right. Not unfortunately, fortunately, they'll make out all right, fortunately. But yeah, if anybody doesn't have the internet and doesn't know about online auctions and has never heard of cars and bids, um, reach out to me. And I'll Is buy this you. like a bulletin board service? I'll take it off your hand. Yes. Yeah. You, are you looking for one too? It's Brad List. <laughs> yeah, Brad List. <laughs> What are the great idea? Nobody's thought of that yet. We have a Craigslist. We have an Angie's list. Yeah. There's no Brad's list. No. This is Brad's list. If anybody has actually, let me rephrase that then. If anybody has anything that's worth way more than they're willing to take for it, give me a call. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm your man. man. Brad's list will just be old Mitsubishis. Oh, God. Not necessarily Mitsubishis. I'm I'm starting to gather a smattering of Toyotas over here. So, yeah, let's. Uh, me and my fancy Datsuns, as our buddy Ron says. Yep. Has it ever been, have, have the words Datsun and fancy ever been used together? Well, Andrew suddenly came up as an infinity collector somehow overnight. Um. So since he's an infinity collector now, infinities are fancy Datsuns. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's fine. Anyway. I think well, that wraps it up. Right? I think We're it does. I think here. that was a pretty productive conversation. Um. Andy, thank you for your uh, your efforts on this. Even though it doesn't directly affect you, it only affects people that you that you like. It's uh, true. I will say, from what your initial article, I think was on July first. Sounds about right. Um, it seems like everybody kind of has parroted what you said afterwards. So, well, that's the way the trend. That's you know, the way the internet works. You write an article, yeah. and then everybody else writes an opinion piece on your article. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, my whole my whole objective behind this is I, I don't. It, to me, it's not about it's not about me. It's about getting this topic out there because it's it's this goes way beyond Mitsubishi Delicas. This this is this is something that every auto enthusiast should be aware of, yep. especially those of us who have classic vehicles, collector vehicles, or imported vehicles. If this is something that can happen in Maine, this could happen anywhere else. Sure. And that's, I think that's an important distinction there. Like it happened in Maine. Maine is a pretty do what you want to do state. And yeah, this is, I was shocked. This is very not Maine. Right. Rhode Island surprises me a little bit less than it does in Maine. That's for sure. I'll tell it that way. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah, all, all, yeah, all, Rhode Island feels all like a rules, state. all rules at the border in Maine. Just to leave them right there. Yeah. Do what you want to do. So I'm, uh, I'm a little shocked by that. I think that's. That's why it's in, you know, back of my head concerning because, you know, I am, I'm always in this, this, the soft market for a car, but I'm getting ready to be in the actual market for a car and some JDM stuff's been on my radar and it's, it's definitely in my head. Like what happens if this goes nationwide, mm-hmm. you know, if it goes nationwide, then we get, these cars will be worth nothing. 
Yeah, and I think um, that I think that it would just it would have to be a precedent set, and because because this is a states' rights thing at this point, uh, you know, that could benefit you depending on what states you live in. You know, for some yeah. reason, I don't see Montana getting in on this. You know, I don't see well, Texas. There's seven getting people in. that live there, so well. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, it, you know, even other places though, Arizona, Texas, you know, sure. states with a very strong um, state independence kind of deal. Uh, Idaho, you know, I, I don't see this happening in those places. Uh, I don't think they these places are would be keen to get on board with things like this. So, um, plus, which you know, even places like ultra liberal liberal Oregon, like we don't have visual inspections. And it probably doesn't make sense from a cost perspective to start implementing them to take off, to take a hundred vehicles off the road, you know? Right. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. But then again, none of it makes any sense. So who knows? True. You know, that, that, that whole argument you make is great. But like I said, Maine is one of those, my, my, my free will, my rights kind of states. And Mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. That's all I have to yeah. say. I, ne- I think I need a shower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too, but it's because I got to go over and work. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Anyway. All right, Andy, where can uh, people find you on the socials? Uh, so people can find me at uh, crankshaftculture.com or uh, we have uh, facebook.com slash facebook.com slash crankshaftculture, Twitter. Uh, at Crankshaft Cult and Instagram at Crankshaft Culture. So it's Crankshaft Culture everywhere except where is it Crankshaft Cult? Just to clarify. Uh, Twitter is Crankshaft Cult because Crankshaft Culture is too long. Somebody uh, recently asked me if Crankshaft Culture was a cult. I said, actually, yes, it is. <laughs> well, I, you, you, you were wise to shorten culture rather than Crankshaft because Crank Culture yeah, could go a lot a, of ways. That's so. a whole lot of illegal things right there, I yeah. think. So, so good, good, good call on that one. Good call on that one. Thank you. Andrew, where can they find you on the social medias? Well, you can find Auto Off Topic on uh, Facebook. Auto Topic. It's Auto Off Topic Podcast, I think, on Facebook. Auto Off Topic on Instagram. Uh, it is Auto Off Topic on Twitter. Don't use it as much. You can follow me, Race and Anger, on Instagram and on Twitter. And Brad, where can they find you? Uh, T-S-I-S-S-3-5-0. Just, uh, just type that into anywhere. Honestly, it'll probably get you to my Instagram page. <laughs> or any embarrassing old forum post from 15 years ago. But mostly it'll be Instagram, yes. So that's T-S-I-S-S-3-5-0 on the Instagram is what I have. All right, cool. Keep your cars analog and aim for the roses. Oh